Welcome to Marathon Swim Stories. I'm Shannon Keegan, swim coach at intrepidwater.com. Are you ready to swim more efficiently? Send me footage of you swimming and I'll analyze it for free. Shannon at intrepidwater.com. After several months of being bedridden and in a wheelchair, Kelly doesn't take her ability to move physically for granted. Naturally, she returned to her chlorine roots for rehabilitation, but it wasn't until her first glimpse of the Golden Gate Bridge from the water that she said goodbye to the black line forever. You gotta hear her story. Enjoy. Tell me your story. <laughs> no. Uh, well, where do you want me to start? Well, let's see. When did you start swimming? Yeah. Um, so I started swimming in 1979 when I was two years old. Um, and um, in high school, I did a uh, high school swim team. Um, but that was really just to get out of PE class. Um, was it, <laughs> like, I was one of the slowest people on the team, but it's like one of the, I always showed up for practice, though. Um, and then um, did it kind of on and off in college because um, it wasn't fast enough to make my college uh, swim team. Um, and then never did it again until I had, um, when I was about 34, I lost, overnight I lost the ability to lift my right leg. My right hip joint got severely inflamed. Oh, wow. Um, and turned out I had hip dysplasia actually in both hips. And so a very talented surgeon at Stanford um, performed a periastalvia, peri- acetabular osteotomy on both my hips which involved breaking my pelvis um, oh, um yeah breaking my pelvis twice to save my hip joints wow um, and i got interested in swimming again my physical th- therapist his best friend since childhood was a uh self-described adventure swimmer um jamie patrick okay. and he was doing a 111 mile swim down the sacramento river um, in a wetsuit, but still. Um, and I remember I was tracking him um, that weekend while he was doing the swim. And it's like, it, so actually that got me interested in swimming again. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I um, start, started going to uh, the pool at 24 Hour Fitness um, and then stars and then wanted to um, actually have like a real pool to swim in. So I started going to the San Mateo Athletic Club, um, which had 25 yard pools. Um, and you know, worked my way up to, um, I was doing about 5,000 years, um, every day that I went there, which was wow. about seven days a week. Wow. Uh, and I ended up meeting, I ended up meet, meeting Jamie and, um, uh, my friend Romy, who is, um, another, another swimmer, um, that, uh, I knew through one of my cousins and they both actually encouraged me to try open water swimming. Um, and so, in August of 2013, I met up with Jamie in Emerald Bay in Lake Tahoe mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. did my first open water swim there. And it was just, it was such a magical experience. Um, really? And I, actually, I got, we went out, swam around the island um, in the bay and then back. And I, I loved it so much. I told him, like, you know, I'm never swimming in a pool again. <laughs> Uh, it was just, it was such, it was just so magical and such an incredible feeling. And it, it feels different than swimming in a pool. Mm -hmm. And, um, it took about five months, um, later I stopped swimming in a pool on any kind of regular basis. Mm -hmm. And so since then I've been swimming mostly open water since then. Yeah. Um, What time of year was it when you went to Emerald Bay? Uh, that was August, 2013. Okay. Were you, did you wear a wetsuit or were you fine with the, the well, it's not that cold, right? And I guess like, is it uh, 16, I, I didn't know what to nine? expect. So actually I wore a, it's the only time I've swam with any kind of wetsuit. I wore a little shorty. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like felt like, you know, I wasn't cold. So I, was like, hmm, I don't think I need this. And mm-hmm. so I haven't worn um, neoprene while swimming since then. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. I remember my first swim in Lake Tahoe. It was probably in June, but I, I was just there for a friend's wedding. This was way before I like knew anything about open water swimming. 
but I remember getting like that ice cream headache. Like I just was like, oh yeah, I'm going to go swimming. And so my, you know, my husband stayed on the beach and I just went out swimming and I was just like, oh my goodness. Like it was, it was, it was yeah. bracing. But um, last year I swam across and I did, I like totally have gotten past that whole ice cream headache thing. It's just, it's funny to me, just you know, like how we all, where we all start. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the, the crazy thing was um, that same weekend I met um, Evan Morrison um, from South End Rowing Club, and he mm-hmm. um, told me like, "Hey, come swim in the bay with us." And I told him he was nuts. There was absolutely no way in hell I was doing that. Um, and you know, he asked me a couple more times after that, and I finally won for some reason in the following January, 20, January 2014. Um, I texted him and said, "Okay, you know what? I'll give it a shot." Um, and ended up doing my first swim in San Francisco Bay in January of 2014. The water wow. was 53 degrees. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, looking back at that, that was that was one of the worst times of the year I could have picked that. <laughs> um, yeah. and, and again, it was just, I, I was actually with Susie Dodds um, on, at the time and swam out to the opening and looked at um, the Golden Gate Bridge, um, looked you know, back in the city, sighted off of the Transamerica Pyramid, going back in, and it was just like, again, it was like, this is so cool. Mm-hmm. I want to do this, like, forever. Yes, yes, you got so the bug. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. When did you start um, pushing distances in the open water? Um, that was actually um, Lynn, Lynn Kabasik. Um, I knew her. She lived down in Laguna Beach, and um, probably about uh, shortly after I started swimming in San Francisco Bay, because um, I was actually living in Pasadena for a year at the time, and um, I had started uh, doing this 120-mile round trip to drive from Pasadena to Laguna Beach to swim wow. 60 miles one way. Um, and so I was, go- I was driving down there about five times a week, um, even though I, I lived like literally down the street from the Rose Bowl Aquatic Center. Um, huh. <laughs> like I would rather swim in Laguna Beach in the ocean. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, Lynn um, texted me one day and said, you should swim Anacapa. Like, sure. What's Anacapa? <laughs> and that's when I found out I just, you know, agreed to do a 12.4 mile swim from Anacapa Island to Oxnard. Yeah. Um, and it was kind of like, Okay, uh, <laughs> I guess. Um, and I'd actually been pushing distance in the pool a little bit uh, beforehand um, with U.S. Masters Swimming when they were had their go the distance challenges. Mm-hmm. Uh, and since I was doing um, when I was still swimming in a pool, and I was you know swimming about six kilometers um, every every day, I went there. Um, and so it's like I so with go the distance, I kind of started uh, you know trying to track to meet reach the milestones and so I kind of seeing like oh, I wonder how far I could actually swim um long as I did own a pool um was 14 kilometers wow uh, that's a lot in the yeah. pool <laughs> yeah it was um it was not I would not say that was enjoyable mm-hmm. um so kind of going into open waters and um starting to do marathons and just kind of seemed like um you know like a logical step of Right. Um, but yeah, 12.4 miles, like, okay. <laughs> so, um, so yes, but it's like, so I agree to that. And, um, and yeah, I, I guess that's kind of how I started, um, pushing distances of just, you know, not, um, not being a smarter to, to say no. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> not, not being, not being smart enough to say no. Oh, oh, no. oh. Yeah. It's funny the number of people that that there's like that say they they like they had a it was peer pressure that got them into marathon swimming or mm-hmm. or the or that I wasn't smart enough to say no I just said oh yeah okay let's try it and then you're like wait what did I just sign up for so yeah kind of yeah and definitely in that category <laughs> definitely in the category of like yeah what like what did I just agree to that <laughs> so how did you prepare for that first big swim um I. I actually didn't even know it. I did. I really didn't know what I was doing. I was kind of freaking out a little about it. Uh, and my friend Carol um, had told her husband, um, Peter, um, 
that I was freaking out about this. And um, Peter Hayden, he's a he's a very experienced marathon swimmer, um, very very good guy. And um, so he called he called me up and said, "Hey, you know, I I hear that you're kind of freaking out about this. Um, you know, I'm here if you want to talk." Uh, and at the time, I already admired him, and I was like, "Oh my god!" It was like like Peter just called me. Um, so I called him back. He stayed on the phone with me for about an hour and a half, two hours. Um, wow. he told me how to, tr- how to train for this, um, how to just kind of break it down into smaller, um, chunks of, you know, milestone swims, um, every, every week of like, you know, just one long swim, um, and how to kind of come up with a rough draft, of um, a training schedule. And mm-hmm. so, um, kind of like, you know, with, a, with marathon swimming feeds of like, you know, if you can just take it from one feed to another, you know, not look at it as like, oh my God, I'm going to go swim t- 20 miles. Instead, it's like, you know, just, it's a bunch of half hour swims. Um, right. So that really helped breaking it down. And Carol um, was also training for Anna Kappa too. Our swims were, um, I think about two weeks apart. Um, so we so we actually did a lot of our training swims together too. Nice. And so that was, that was really helpful to have someone um, with me that was, you know, doing the exact same swim, you know, at about the exact same time. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So how did it feel to finish that first? Well, how did it go? Let's say, so you were freaking out, but you got it, you got your training nailed and then it's the day of the event. How did it go? Um, yeah. So I did it on September 20th, 2014. Uh, and it was, uh, actually, the start of it um, was really cool um, because there was bioluminescence. Um, oh, yeah. And so I started at, I want to say, about 2, 2.30 in the morning. Um, and, it was, you know, for the first couple of hours, I was just absolutely mesmerized by everything sparkling. Um, you know, you see the green spark off of, off of your arms. And um, the very first thing I saw was um, what I now think is was a very large whale underneath me. That was also bioilluminated. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah. And I just, I remember I was like just transfixed on it and like, don't look down. It's like, what is that? <laughs> it's like, oh my God, what is that? Um, and then I figured like, you know, okay, if I make it to my next feed, then whatever that was, was not interested in me. Um, Cause of course, you know, the first thing you think of when you see something large underneath you, like, is that a shark? Yeah. Um, <laughs> And then shortly after that whale, um, a pod of about 50 dolphins showed up and started wow. swimming with me. Oh my um, and they, they swam with me for about two hours. Wow. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. And th- they were also bioilluminated. They actually um, got close enough to me. I could actually see the texture on their skin. Wow. Uh, that's so and cool. When I was stepped to feed, um, they would actually bump me. Like kind of, kind of like, like a, you know, hey, let's go, let's go. What are you stopping for? Oh my gosh! Yeah, wow. and so that actually, that actually helped calm me too, because um, I was like, um, you know, thinking in my head, like, okay, as long as they're around, like sharks are gonna stay away, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and so yeah, I had, uh, and then you know they just dis- they disappeared after a couple of hours, and I'm kind of sad about that. Um, I was like, you know, why in the, why in the comeback? Like, can't you stay like until I finish? Yeah. Um, and yeah, finishing that swim, um, was, uh, kind of a very surreal feeling. I remember, um, when I, uh, finished the, finished the swim and Carol had been on my crew, um, cause I wanted her there. Um, and so she was my buddy swimmer, um, into the finish, um, and it was very strange kind of getting up on my, my legs again, um, at, at the end. And I, I didn't even know it was like, I turned around, like actually the rest of my crew had, um, had swam in with me. So oh, they were all, yeah. So they were all there on the beach, um, after I finished, so, you know, congratulate me and give me hugs. Um, and yeah, it was just, you know, one of those odd things, you know, you're looking back at like Anacapa Island and you're like, I really just swim that. It's like, this, this is over. Um, and I remember trying to get back into the water. You have to swim back to the boat. Mm-hmm. And um, my friend Gracie, Gracie Vanderbilt had, 
um, she had been on my crew also. And she was, she stayed with me. Everyone else went back to the boat. And I um, was like about way deep in water. And I was just, I couldn't get myself to actually start swimming again. <laughs> there, there were a couple of guys there that um, had asked if we had swam from Anna Kappa. And Gracie's like, yeah. And they were like, yeah, we kind of figured because there's nothing else out there. This is the only place you could have come from. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was, uh, um, it, it just, even when I got, even when I got back to my apartment that night, it was just like the, I can't believe that actually happened. I weighed myself the next day too, to see if I lost any weight and I didn't, I didn't lose <laughs> yeah. a single pound. And I was like, I was really disappointed about that. <laughs> so, but then it's like, you know, you get the idea of like, wow, it's like, if I could do that, it's like kind of, I wonder what else I could do. Mm-hmm. I got the idea of possibly doing Catalina um, after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, so after that, so after finishing Anna Cap, I was like, yeah, okay, I've decided. I was like, I want to do Catalina next year. Yeah. So how did you get ready <laughs> for Catalina? <laughs> yeah, so, so I did a Catalina um, August 14th, 15th of uh, 20, uh, 2015. Um, and that was, I wasn't quite sure. I talked with Gracie about it. Uh, and I because w- I wasn't sure about how to go about this you know and she said hey you know take it'll take about like five months to train for it um and you know kind of the same thing just you know break down take what i've learned from my anacapa swim um and um and yeah just kind of divide it divide it up you know she would help out any way that she could mm-hmm. uh and that one that one was oh, just unexpected in every way imaginable <laughs> so the amount of like that was a real commitment for the training mm-hmm. um I couldn't um I had a hard time not getting burned out mm-hmm. uh, yeah you know because I did spend about um six months or so um training training for it um and you know I actually had even more people helping to support me um in my training um and I also actually started road cycling too. Um, and, you know, I, like I was just thinking this morning about how, you know, most people when they're preparing for something like, you know, a marathon swim and doing that training that, you know, they're going to let other things go by the wayside, not add things into the schedule. And yeah. yeah. And I added something into my schedule that was taking up like half my time. Cause I just, I fell in love with road cycling. And so it was like kind of conflicting with that, um, mm-hmm. um, you know, wanting to ride my bike, um, and I, of course, started doing longer distances on that, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and also having my um, training schedule too to um, try to um, adhere to. Uh, and uh, yeah, Kelly and I'm actually really proud of not not so much of the distance that was involved with that swim, um, but just with what I learned from it mm-hmm. of um, a couple a couple of things uh, during my swim, during Catalina, I pinched my right shoulder halfway through. Um, and I was in an immense amount of pain. Uh, and I remember being, um, I figured out I was about 11 miles into the swim and looking back at the Island and thinking like, I'm not swimming these 11 miles ever again. It's like, we're, we're finishing this today. (laughs) Like I'm not, I am not coming back here next year to do this. Um, so, um, and my, my crew knew that, you know, they knew something was up, uh, because I, my, um, and Peter was on my crew for that also. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I started, sw- um, like swimming, uh, backstroke, um, and my pace slowed down a lot, um, and kind of doing every- kind of everything I could, um, to just kind of keep going. Uh, and forget how much later than that, um, my sinuses, um, felt like they were on fire from the salt water. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. So it was like every, every time, like, you know, wave went over, over me, um, and, you know, got salt water in my, in my nose. It just, yeah, 
it was like little fires going off. Um, and so I was like, I was just in so much pain and I was just so miserable on that, you know, at that swim at that point. Um, and actually there was one point where I just stopped swimming and Paula Selby, who's one of my observers, I remember hearing her on the boat saying, why is she stopping? And so my crew was trying to talk to me and I just said, like, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to like collect myself, uh, which they had no, like no one knew what that, what that meant. Mm-hmm. Um, in my head, I remember I was thinking like, I didn't want to swim anymore. Um, I would have been happy if the boat just left me out there in the middle of the channel. Um, and then I forget how in the world I finally started swimming again after that. Um, but yeah, it was just, just one of those, like I was getting kind of mentally gone by yeah. then. Um, but the, but afterwards when I finished and, um, I remember a couple of people would ask me like, you know, did I ever think about quitting? And I didn't think about it. It's like actually quitting never actually, um, enter my mind. You know, even when I just wanted to stop swimming out there, the thought of getting back on that boat was not one of the options. It was just keep swimming or just leave me out here. Wow. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it was kind of weird. It's just, I hadn't thought of that. Uh, <laughs> and then good quality. <laughs> yeah. It's just, you know, when you realize like, wow, it's like, yeah, I guess I never thought about that. Um, hmm. You know, and, I, and it's something before that swim, I would never have imagined that um, what I was capable of, mm-hmm. uh, of just really like, no matter how, how painful this is going to be, it's like, uh, we're, we're going to, I'm going to get through this. <laughs> um, you know how I, you got over that hurdle of that, like you said, you needed to stop and collect yourself, but you don't know exactly like how you convinced yourself to keep going. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you don't think quitting's an option, then the only option is to keep going. So, yeah, for all I know, there's you know the tiny little logical part of my brain left saying that, well, you can't stay out here forever. <laughs> but it just, I just, I don't remember. Yeah. But, um, but then it was it was really cool because like you know I finished the swim and I it's like one of the at least for me I never think anyone cares that I'm doing any of these. Um, you know, even though you've got like the spot tracker and there's like the link and everything, um, I was really surprised when I got back home, um, I had already moved back to San Francisco, um, and I got back home and went to the South End Rowing, back to the South End Rowing Club and on a couple of the boards, um, people had written on there like, you know, congratulations, Kelly. And I was like, (laughs) oh my God, it's like people were watching, (laughs) um, and yeah, so I actually took I took pictures of uh, of those um, boards, and actually at at work I have them taped up um, underneath my cabinet. Um, so mm-hmm. when I'm uh, well, non-pandemic times when I'm having like you know really bad bad day at work, you know, and it's like I'll I just you know instinctively like you know kind of look up to the ceiling, and then it's like and I'll see those there, and it's like you know, and it's it's just kind of a nice comforting thing. Yeah. It's something that you did. That's one of my favorite things about marathon swimming. It's like the, the accomplishment that you, I mean, we do it with a team of course, but it's still that you can have that sense of it's, I can't figure out like to call it like it's kind of fulfillment, but it's just, but it's empowering, you know, to, to know that you did that and, and, and it can comfort you in other times of your life. That's what I love about it. Yeah. And and knowing that like, even when you, you know, put yourself through a difficult time that, you know, people actually care. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's so cool. Yeah. What have you fa- faced a moment like that in any of your other swims where you were, or was that the hardest one? <laughs> that was definitely the hardest one. Um, the last marathon swim I did was a couple, was it? Um, yeah, two years ago, um, the peer to peer 10K down in Santa Cruz, uh, which was supposed to only be 10K. Um, it was really foggy, um, really windy. A lot of a lot of us got blown off course mm-hmm. and uh you know effectively ended up swimming more than 10k i ended up swimming um what was it i think about five and a half hours or something that should have only taken me like three hours mm. uh, and uh, actually my, my kayaker said afterwards he's like he's like do you remember when you like during the swim when you told me to f off it's like actually i don't <laughs> i really don't 
<laughs> so he had some rough so, moments and that's what <laughs> yeah yeah and he's, he's really cool he under, he understood that like yeah I, I was not having a good time because he wasn't having a good time in the kayak either right uh yes because it was just it was just the conditions were just being so difficult yeah yeah wind yeah. and fog and mm, that sounds horrible yeah yeah one of the one of those ones where like you know you start off the day it's like a perfect day then you know this all like you know, the swim starts and all of a sudden, like, you know, the fall rolls in and like the wind picks up and it's just like, okay, this is not what it was like, you know, half an hour ago. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's, I guess, part of what's interesting about it is that you, you know, you never know if the weather's going to hold for your whole swim, but um, so we have to really, yeah. you know. Yeah. And, you know, that's, that's one thing I really like about marathon swimming too, because it's, it's never going to be the same, like any kind of open water swimming. You know, this same exact, you know, course, route, um, body of water, it, it changes throughout the day. Mm -hmm. Um, and from day to day, it's like, you're, you know, you can go do, um, you know, any of these swims, um, you know, 20 times and it's going to be a different swim every single time. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like someone else has told me that too. Some of the people that I do kind of the same routes over and over, they're like, but it's never the same. So it's not the same. I think Chris Rutford who swam around Manhattan like 25 times. He's like, but it's never the same. Every time I go, it's different. (laughs) Oh yeah. Like since the pandemic um, started um, since about May, I've been swimming down in Lindemar um, over in Pacifica Mm -hmm. and uh, you know, a couple of times a week usually. And it's like, yeah, it's, it's always different. You Mm -hmm. don't know it's going to, what it's going to be like yeah um but you know that's that's the thing i really like about open water swimming is mm-hmm. that it's it's always changing you know you go to the pool and pool, it, it's always going to be the same it's, yep. it's going to look the same it's going to feel the same yeah uh it's not organic right yeah unless the chemicals are off <laughs> but yeah I, you no, know, <laughs> yeah i have a hard time trying to explain to some people that you know just because a pool is clear does not mean it's that is not clean it's like they're a bunch of chemicals it's a magician trick of you know making it look clear yeah um but then also like for me um yeah it just it that water kind of feels fake in a way um and i think it i think it is actually because of the uh all the chemicals in it that was actually one of the saving graces i had with starting open water swimming because with swimming in a pool as often as i was um, my skin was starting to crack. I bet. Yeah. 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 Getting really dry and really itchy. Um, you know, swimming in a pool five to seven days a week. Um, you know, even for two hours at a time, it's like, yeah, it was, it was wrecking havoc. And, um, so I, I don't have that problem (laughs) anymore. Thank goodness. Yeah. 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 There's something to open water, letting nature do the filtration for us. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, you, sorry. Oh, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, you know, and then there are all the people who, you know, when you hear swimming, when they hear swimming, they just always think of like pool swimming. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's just like, yeah, open, open water is not, not something they ever think of. Right. And it's like, right. I, and I don't like the smell of chlorine. So. <laughs> We're going to try them in a pool. I'm just like, afterward, I'm like, oh my God, get the smell off of me. <laughs> yeah. 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 I want to go back to the road cycling. So you picked that up on your, on, during your Catalina training. Did you find any benefits of like crossover from the cardiovascular or I don't know, strength in your legs or was it just kind of a, another thing you were trying to fit in? <laughs> another thing I was trying to fit in and um, kind of, kind of annoying Peter, um, who was my crew chief for my Catalina swim. Um, he was, he was getting a little, I he was getting a little frustrated with my road cycling. Um <laughs> Just because, like, especially since I had done, we can, I can laugh about it now. Um, <laughs> but I, I had done my first century, my first hundred mile ride, um, a week and a half before my Catalina swim. And when Peter found out, he was furious at me um, <laughs> because it was like, you know, if if I had crashed, if anything had happened, like that would have jeopardized my ability to to do Catalina. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was just it was just more of a distraction, like kind of a happy distraction for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, you know, and I see Peter's point of, yeah, it's like something like, yeah, something could have gone wrong on, on a road bike that would have, would have thrown away, um, you know, all, all the effort I had put into training for my Catalina swim. Yeah. So, 
So he was, he was right on that, but you know, it all worked out. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Anyway, I think it, I think it helped me getting, um, even more burned out during my Catalina training because I wasn't just swimming all the time. Right. Yeah. So. It sounds like you're swimming a lot going into a big swim like that. So when, what's your, how much are you swimming going into something like Catalina? Um, I wouldn't, I don't do that. Um, for my training, I, I do like, yeah, the one long swim a week, um, which okay. is yeah. usually half an hour longer than like the previous week. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the week swims are just like, you know, the regular little, like, you know, one hour, hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, I know some people do like, you know, um, like yardage per week, um, and everything, but it's like, I, I don't do that. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> I was just yeah. curious. But I was just curious if it kept like burnout at bay, but it sounds like you were just kind of at a time where you were just getting burned out from all the swimming. <laughs> Going into that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then you get frustrated. And like, actually, when I first started training for um, Catalina um, with swimming in San Francisco Bay, um, as opposed to my Kappa training that was down in Laguna Beach, uh, you know, I started training for, for um, Catalina, I think, in about february march um which is one of the it's still during the coldest time of the time of uh, the year for swimming in the bay mm-hmm. so the water is about 50 degrees um going down to like uh you know 40 like the upper 40s mm-hmm. and so you know trying to get longer training swims in um and i was getting really frustrated because like i i couldn't do it mm-hmm. um i um i couldn't sit there um or sit there you know swim around for like three hours in three four hours in um like you know 50 degree water it just wasn't happening um and so um my friend kathy harrington who um was doing a lot of my cat my kayaking um for my training swims and she told me that uh um another friend of ours patty uh patty b um recommended like going to uh sorry sorry for the cat that's um, okay <laughs> um said to go to lake berryessa because the water was warmer there mm. uh there instead it uh and so so we went we, you know we went to lake berryessa i was able to actually do um i think it i'm gonna say it was three and a half four hours um training swimming there um and it's like you know those handful of degrees makes a huge difference huge difference um so i think i think that really helped a lot Mm -hmm. but just you know finding other places um that i can with a little bit warmer water that i can actually do um the distances in and then Mm -hmm. kathy of course she was i couldn't have done it without her either um with her kayaking for most most of the training swims um but then it's like we go outside of aquatic park um all the way down to like anita rock that's over in chrissy field um and um, you know, kind of breaking the, the monotony of just swimming, you know, swimming cove laps. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And then I was like, cause I, cause then I wouldn't know where I was either. Um, mm-hmm. cause I wouldn't be really paying attention. I would just know like, okay, we're going to be doing like eight feeds today. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, just kind of keep swimming around. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, so I'm extremely thankful for, for her, for doing that, um, up to, I think the longest training swim I did with her was um, seven hours. Wow. Yeah. You know, and it's like, I I can barely kayak for like, you know, two hours, let alone (laughs) seven. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Our kayakers, man, they're, they're committed. I love them. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I just, I I just can't, I don't find a kayak that comfortable to sit in. I don't either. Yeah. (laughs) But thank goodness there's people out there that do. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, actually, my friend Kevin, um, he kayaked for uh, the first Catalina swim I was on that I crewed for. He was a kayaker for it. He kayaked the entire swim. Wow. All, wow. He spent the all 12 hours in the kayak. Wow. Yeah. I was like, I have no idea how he did that. Yeah. <laughs> then he was like, you look at it, it's like, oh, maybe it's not that bad. And then you get in the kayak and you're like, no, it's worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what about your swimming technique? Has it evolved, especially since you started out kind of as a pool swimmer and then coming open water? Do you feel like your techniques evolved? Um, the one major difference I have in my 
um, pulls for me days to my open water is I swim freestyle now. Mm-hmm. You um, do, I, I, yeah, I, I swam backstroke um, in high school um, and I rarely did freestyle. And so actually when I, so when I started swimming again um, after my surgeries, I was swimming, um, um, I was swimming backstroke in the pool. You know, and it was like one of those, like, but when I decided to start doing open water, it's like, well, I can't do backstroke for that. Somebody um, did actually cross the English Channel backstroke this year. <laughs> yeah, um, Tina Neal actually um, from, from uh, SoCal, she she did a uh, double Catalina where she actually um, did um, one, of, one of the lengths she actually did um, backstroke. She did, wow. yeah, she did freestyle and then switched, switched to backstroke. I think it was That's border impressive. she did it in. So she, yeah. yeah. 20, 20.2 miles of backstroke. It's incredible. Incredible. Yeah. Um, but then also like, um, at the, um, once upon a time, um, Evan, Evan was actually able to, um, do, uh, uh, swim classes, private swim classes at one of the local schools here. Mm-hmm. And so actually for, um, both my handicap and Catalina swims, I worked with him, um, to, Try, try to improve my stroke. Um, and the great thing about Evan too, with him being a marathon swimmer and also um, very anal on technique um, <laughs> is that he also, you know, he fully understands that, you know, pool swimming is different than open water. That's different than, you know, full on marathon swim. And so knows that like, you know, like when I would show up, that's like, you know, I'm training for a marathon, for a marathon swim. And, you know, we'd talk about my swim too. Yeah. That's how my training was going. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, yeah. Um, so I'm grateful for that too, with, with those ones that, oh, they will work with him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. Of course, you know, you get out there and then like, you know, you kind of forget about all, all your, all your technique, but <laughs> <laughs> right, you're just trying to get through. At least you, at least you did something beforehand. <laughs> yeah. 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 How yeah. do you think you handle, um, hard situations? <sighs> hard situations. Um, wall like wall swimming sure we could talk about swimming (laughs) yeah um yeah well wall swimming for like um during the marathon swims um i i have this ingrained um desire not to waste anyone's time like i i feel horrible wasting my cruise time i mean that's one of the things that I think also helped me, uh, you know, no matter how much pain I'm in of keep going. Cause it's like, you know, these are people who just gave up, uh, you know, their night day, you know, traveled, um, took time away from, you know, their, their lives of like, you know, their loved ones, friends, families. Um, in one case, my friend Howard, who for my Catalina swim gave up the one meet he, he does with his master's team mm-hmm. all year. Um, he gave that up to be, to crew for my Catalina swim. And it's just one of those, like, I used to want to say like, Oh, you know what? This is all for nothing. Cause I didn't, I didn't finish this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I feel I, I, I had to do that once there was actually, I do have a DNF. Um, mm-hmm. and it's just like, I felt absolutely felt horrible. And my, uh, my, my crew and my observer, um, I only had one person on my crew, um, and the observer both said, you know what? I don't think this wasn't a waste of time for me. I was like, I was happy to be here and, you know, knowing the outcome, I'd still come back and do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I was like, so that means a lot to me, you know, it's like, help me feel that a little bit better. But it's like, I just still felt like crap too that I didn't yeah. finish. Yeah. What didn't you finish? Um, that was my round trip Angel Island. Um, it was actually my second attempt for it. Uh, and I'm trying, I'm trying to do a specific pattern for it which makes it a lot more complicated, um, to try to plan and then pray that, um, the, um, the currents work, you know, work out the way that they're supposed to, because of course, you know, as I always say, the tides don't read the tide book. Mm-hmm. Um, and so on that day, it was supposed to have started flooding and it, it didn't, it was still ebbing while I was, um, coming around the edge of, um, the West side of Angel Island, trying to head toward the East side of Alcatraz. Um, and yeah, it was, it was still ebbing though. And it's like, I just, I couldn't make any forward progress. Oh, it's wow. like, 
Yeah. And for that, it, just, it sucked because like, you know, you're in San Francisco Bay. It's like, I recognize the landmark. I know I'm not making any progress. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so it's, after dealing with that for a couple of hours, knowing I'm not going anywhere, uh, that one actually, I, I did quit. And I was just like, I was like, forget it. It's like, you know, I, this is obviously not happening because, you know, and, and my crew too that knew that, um, that they, uh, that, yeah, it was like, you know, they were trying different things to, to try to get, to try to get me around to that East side. Mm-hmm. And it's like, nothing was working. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then it's like, you also don't know. It's like, okay, well, you know, it's still, it's still ebbing. It's like, we don't know when it's going to, when slack's going to happen. It's going to start flooding. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. Cause most people for, um, Angel Island, um, they're just, you know, um, no real, whatever, whatever they get thrown at is like, you know, okay. Yeah. You know, head out either, um, you know, just get, get to uh, raccoon Strait on the North side of Angel Island you know, get back into aquatic park. Um, whereas like, you know, I'm trying to do a figure eight pattern and mm. it's like, yeah. So it's like, it's very specific. It's like, I'm on the West side of Angel Island. I need to pass the East side of Alcatraz. Like there's no other option for me, you know, to try to do that. Wow. Yeah. Did you think, did you learn anything from that particular swim? Um, <laughs> I am willing to quit at a certain point. Um, no, no, I think there's something, but it's something to like acknowledging that your crew just wants to support you. Like maybe, you know, like maybe that's, oh, like yeah. It, it yeah. Doesn't, or that you have to surrender to the currents and that you can't always make it through. I don't know. Like it, um, yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it, I, I definitely learned. Um, yeah. With, with my crew saying that, you know, to them, it was still worth it to come out and support me mm-hmm. uh, and learning to the difference between like, you know, being in, um, and being in a, a um, open ocean, um, and not having, uh, any land references is just so much easier than, mm. you know, being o- only a few miles away from, you know, landmarks, you know, and knowing exactly where you are. Um, and it's a lot more mentally taxing to know when you're not making progress. Yeah. Cause like my yeah. Catalina swim, I swam in place for, um, I think they said about an hour and it's like, and I had no idea yeah 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 there's something to to knowing or not knowing that you're not moving anywhere right (laughs) yeah so i still want to try the rancher banjo island again um and it's like um you know kind of you know do as much plans i can for it with the currents and and, you know hope that you know it actually materializes in my favor Mm -hmm. to be able to finally finish that yeah 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 How's the pandemic been for you? Um, it's been interesting. Um, I've been, I started trail running too. So now trail running, cycling and swimming. I actually didn't swim for the first few months. Mm-hmm. Um, it just like not knowing, um, you know, how the virus was being transmitted um, mm-hmm. and not, and, you know, with the wind and everything, like, well, I was like, I just don't feel comfortable swimming anywhere. Um, and people people were coming out with like different places to swim. Some people were still going up to aquatic park. Some people were like, you know, swimming further South in the Bay, like over at Coyote point. Um, and I was just, I was fine with just like, uh, trail running and, and, uh, cycling. Um, <laughs> but you know, for the first couple of months, then it seemed like, you know, okay, I think it's okay to actually swim and not risk my health. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my friend Gary was swimming over in, in uh, Lindemar because uh, he lives right up the hill from there. So I text him like, hey, you know, can I, uh, you know, can I start joining you there? Um, and so, you know, been, been swimming there um, since then. Um, but as, especially with winter coming now, um, I swam this morning, it was 52 degrees. Um, and without the, um, without the club being open with the, with the sauna and the hot showers, um, we're still trying to navigate, um, what we can do, um, in terms of, of swimming. Cause like I have, to, I have about a 15 minute drive to get there, um, oh, wow. the more to get home, uh, afterwards. And so we're trying to figure out like how, how long can we swim for to still all of us to make it, you know, home safely. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so right now, right now it seems to be okay, actually with the water temp being 52, if it, but um, Lindemar is, um, 
it's colder than it is in San Francisco Bay. And so it's like, you know, if San Francisco Bay gets into like the upper 40s, I don't want to think about what Lindemar is going to be. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to, um, uh, to continue swimming there with yeah. that. Um, you know, just because like, I, it's like my, my bigger fear of, you know, well, the drive home and then getting home um, and, you know, collapsing, <laughs> collapsing my floor and like, no one's going to know. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, stay safe. Yeah. So right now it's like, I'm, I'm setting up all my, all my clothes change into in uh, my bathroom. I get in there, um, turn the heater fan on, close the door, trying to make it like a little bit of a sauna um, while I'm showering um, and just, you know, kind of staying there like the entire time, um, trying to, trying to mimic my routine that I would do at the club if the club would open. Mm. Um, but it is something I'm a little sensitive of right now. Um, because at the club, you know, if, if you pass out in the shower or something like, you know, there were other oh. members there that could help, yeah. you know, yeah. and it has yeah. happened to people too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, last winter I had, uh, twice where, uh, you know, I'd be in the shower and start feeling lightheaded and we have chairs in there mm-hmm. and I started feeling lightheaded and, you know, would pull one of the chairs over and just sit down on it under the shower. Cause it's, it's like, Oh, thank God. It's like, I don't know what was going on there. <laughs> Actually well, I do, but yeah. Right. Yeah. Why, yeah. I, why is a different matter? Cause, um, you know, along with like, you know, um, with open water and conditions always change. It's like, you know, sometimes you, you can go for a swim in the exact same temperature that was last week. Yeah. Um, but for some reason today is just like, just not your day. You know, your blood pressure drops. Yeah. And like, yeah. Also, like I'm going to pass out. <laughs> Our bodies are complicated things. <laughs> yeah. 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 And you got to be sensitive to it. So that's good to be aware, but it doesn't make it hard that you can't, can't consistently go swimming or feel like you can consistently go swimming. Yeah. But, but overall, I'm, I'm, I've been kind of surprised of, during this pandemic of um, my fitness level seems to be um, pretty much the same, though. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously, I'm doing something right. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like you've got a lot of, a lot of other outlets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and, and like, I'm actually really thankful for it, too, because that really is um, the only part of the day that I, I feel like I'm really alive. Mm. You know, still part of the world is like when I'm actually out there even though a lot of what I'm doing by myself is like, you know, cycling and trail running. Um, but, um, but yeah, it, it helps. Cause like I, I've been working from home since March. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. <laughs> you know, and you saw one of my coworkers that I get. To see <laughs> yeah. What's your, what's your cat's name? <laughs> his name is George. <laughs> yeah. His, yeah. He's got a sister, Gracie, who's probably underneath my my bed covers right now <laughs> so she, she'll be there for about another four hours but yeah. <laughs> that's actually one of, they're actually um one of the things i'm looking forward to um finally going back to the office again just um as you see like because he does that when i'm trying to work too in conference calls and yeah. Oh, sometimes, yeah sometimes it's just it's just like oh my god i just cannot wait to get back to the office and not have a furball crawling around <laughs> yeah yeah oh yeah yeah man it's been an interesting year for sure Mm -hmm. Uh, what advice would you give to an aspiring marathon swimmer sorry what advice would you give to an aspiring marathon swimmer um my advice would be to um kind of well figure, figure out what worked for you you know, everyone has a different way of doing it. Everyone has different feeds. Everyone's, you know, swears, swears by like, oh, this is what works. Like, well, that's what worked for you. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not necessarily going to be working for someone else. Um, and uh, so, yeah, like for me, for like my feeds, I am primarily on honey stinger gels and um, scratch hydration mix, mm-hmm. which is actually more popular with cyclists. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never tried Carbo Pro um, or uh, you can. Um, and, but it's like, yeah, I, I have got a, something that works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it seems to work. It's like, you know, always trying different things too. Um, you know, like Lynn Cox, um, always said, you know, have, have some treats for you. Um, you know, for during the swims, um, 
which I thought was, you know, really good advice. Of some, and, um, but yeah, I just like, that's that, I mean, that's, I guess that's my advice, which is, you know, talk to a bunch of people, but you know, no one's, no one's advice is like, you know, should be held to the gold standard because, you know, because we're all different. Like you said, you know, our bodies are very complicated things, mm-hmm. you know, we're all going to react differently, you know, it's and sometimes like, you know, feeds that work for one swim might not work for another one. Right. Um, and, uh, yeah, um, that's, that's the main thing I could think of with training, but, um, and then, um, you know, just do whatever call, do whatever calls you, you know, they're like, for me, there are certain bodies of water, um, that, you know, I feel attracted to that. It's like, I want to go and go and swim those. Um, and just cause like, yeah, I have some, you know, weird kind of spiritual connection to it. I'm it's like, sometimes I just can't even explain why. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But, but yeah, it's like, you know, if I want to do that. So, you know, and, um, I have, I have a lot of respect for people who, um, take longer, um, to, to complete a swim, um, that it's harder for them. Like, I, I know, um, you know, my friend Najee, um, Ali, who's still aspiring to finish his, mar- his first marathon swim. Um, you know, he didn't learn to swim until he was in his forties, you know, and it, it means so much to him, um, to be able to do this at all. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it's like, I'm always going to be there to support him on any of his attempts. Um, I know it's going to take longer, but, it, and it's hard for me. Um, you know, it's like, so I was thinking actually yesterday, um, you know, some of my favorite, um, swims like marathon swim stories is, it's the one that you don't really hear about, um, of what people struggle through to, to get to where, um, to be able to finish it. It's like not necessarily the first time they did it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's like, there's, I don't find it that interesting to see someone who, you know, like swam Catalina and then, you know, did a cartwheel coming out of the water. Cause it was just like, Oh my God, that was easy. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, you know, there's, that's less interesting than, you know, someone who, um, spent a lot um, a lot more time having to train. It was a lot harder for them. Been, um, like Paula Selby and I were talking about this one time that we both have a lot more, um, respect and admiration for those who struggled, um, to finish these because none of these are easy, you know, no. for some, but, you know, like for a lot of people, Alcatraz is a really hard swim for them, mm-hmm. you know, one and a quarter miles. Um, and it's like, and I don't think that, you know, any of these should be, um, you know, looked down on, you know, cause for some people, Finishing a 10K um, marathon swim is a lot harder than for other people to, you know, to finish something like 50 miles, mm-hmm. you know, 20, 20 miles. Um, and uh, like, you know, Sarah Thomas, is, she's an incre- absolutely incredible swimmer. I, lo- I love her story. Um, so she's extremely humble. Um, and, uh, and yeah, it's like, I also know too, um, you know, because I read what she went through on, on her Champlain swim. Like that was a really difficult swim for her. Mm-hmm. Really yeah. difficult. It's like, and I like, you know, I like hearing about that. Um, yeah. I was with, uh, Steve Walker and Cameron Bellamy when, um, they did their first, uh, Subaru straight attempt, um, in Japan. And it just, it broke my heart when they both pulled themselves like, you know, four mm-hmm. kilometers from the finish. Wow. Um, Yeah. And it was like, they, they couldn't even get, they were so hyperthermic. They couldn't get on the boat. Um, they couldn't Ugh. get up the ladder. We had to, we had to pull them up. Wow. Um, and I remember we, um, got into, got into the cabin and, um, and Cameron said like, you know, can I put my head on your lap? And he just like kind of collapsed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and then it's like, and then he went back and, you know, finished it. Um, you know, and so it's like, you know, even though I, you know, with my DNF, um, like, you know, if it happens, it ha- you know, happens, you'll live just swim another day. Exactly. You know, it's, it's always going to be there. Um, you know, um, it might just not have been your day, just like, you know, kind of bad luck, bad conditions. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, kind of don't be afraid to, to go back and, you know, as they say, like, you know, um, it'll, it'll be sweeter, um, when you, when you do finish it. <laughs> yep. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. What marathon swimmers inspired you? 
Jeez. Oh, um, I think a lot of them, I, I've just always been amazed at how, um, like, it's one thing I love about the marathon swimming community of um, how supportive we are of each other. You know, it's a smaller community. We know a lot more other people. Um, but, uh, you know, like people like Lynn, Lynn Cox, um, the writer stories, you know, she helped me a lot with my Anna Kappa training, uh, made herself available to, to talk. Um, and uh, Marilyn Bell, um, I, yeah, I, when I met her and she, she remembered me from the previous year from my Catalina film, I met her a year later and she was just like, yeah, she's like, I remember you. I really admire you. I'm like, that actually just happened. <laughs> Marilyn Bell, Bell admires me um, and knows who I am. Um, and then, yeah, like, you know, like Steve and Cam, um, my friend, Kathy Harrington, um, who, you know, she kayaks for, for me for me a ton. And then she started doing her own marathon swims too. Um, her scar swim um, in Arizona, she did not finish Apache her, on her first attempt. And then the following year, she went back and finished all four of them, including Apache. Wow. wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, Amy Gubser, um, who is an incredible marathon swimmer, incredible person. Um, I observed her Catalina swim, um, and she started having respiratory problems during it and still finished. Oh, wow. She went to the hospital afterwards. She was actually going to crew for, um, the, uh, Catalina swim the following night. That was her plan was, you know, original plan was to finish her Catalina swim, mm-hmm. you know, be back on land for like four hours, get back to the boat and, you know, crew for someone else. Wow. Um, it's just, the woman, the woman has boundless energy. Yeah. Um, you know, and she's, she, she helps at every, everyone. Um, I don't think there's a single marathon swimmer at uh, South End who she has not helped on, on their swim, even just like, you know, giving them advice, talking to them in the locker room, cheering them on. Um, mm-hmm. Absolutely supportive. Um, and then, yeah, like Gracie, Gracie Vanderbilt um, really admire her a lot. She's got, she's got a big heart. Um, and she, she's extremely shy too. Um, and on one hand, um, you know, I, I can tell she gets a little embarrassed every time people bring up like her Catalina record. Um, and let me think, let me think, um, a people I know, um, Scott Tapley, um, it took him, I think, if I remember right, three tries to finish the single channel. He finally finished it last year. Oh. Um, Tom, Tom Linthicum, reptile, uh, who does not train for any of his marathon swims and somehow manages to pull off things like the length of Tahoe with like no training, mm-hmm. um, which also helps prove that it's, you know, a lot of it's mental. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I've seen, I've seen that before with observing swims and seeing like the swimmer just absolutely um, lose it mentally. They lose the motivation. It just, it's heartbreaking. Yeah. It's so heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Um, Mina Roden, uh, who became the first black person to swim Anacapa. Um, I think it was like just last year that she did it. Mm-hmm. Um, which just amazes me that this is still a thing of where we still like you still, um, it's still like a big deal when like, you know, a black person finishes any marathon swim. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Naji. I'm going to be so, so extremely proud of Najee when he, when he finishes one. Um, mm-hmm. So just knowing how much he, he's carrying on that. Yeah. Yeah. That pressure probably makes it even a little bit harder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Ken Magnosa, who's, um, I observed his Catalina swim too. I, I've swam with him. Um, he is a very tough marathon swimmer. Um, he gets some really, he's gotten some really bad conditions. Oh, and somehow still manages to, you know, to, to keep swimming. Wow. Um, he remembers on his Catalina swim that um, there was one time he looked over at the boat and he could see the entire deck of the boat. We were leaning over that far. On. <laughs> wow. Yeah. 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 E- even the boat crew was saying like, I don't like it when conditions are like this. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Oh yeah. man. It's been really, really wonderful talking to you today, Ke- today Kelly. Thank you for sharing your story. <laughs> Thank you for listening to me babble. (laughs) I love it. Are you ready to swim smarter? 
check out my virtual Efficient Swimming Basics program at intrepidwater.com. I hope you enjoyed today's interview. If you'd like to be a guest on Marathon Swim Stories, just email me, shannon at intrepidwater.com. Please stay in touch by joining our email list at intrepidwater.com. Thanks for listening.